0: Joining me today, United States Congressman Mike Bost. Mike, thanks for the time.
1: Well, thank you, uh, Will, for having me on. I appreciate it, as always.
0: And where do we find you today?
1: Uh, I am actually in Murfreesboro. We are back in district this month. Tomorrow I'm down in Alexander County. We do have a kind of that sad situation We. Our, uh, my chief our, uh, my campaign manager's father passed away, and so I'm, I'm running then up to O'Fallon for his wake tomorrow evening, but then we're around the district. Uh, we're down in, at the Union County Fair Saturday night. Monday, I'm back up all the way up into Marshall County, dealing with a, a group up there on the campaign side. We're, we're bouncing all over the district during this time. And then the last week, whenever, before we go back to, to session, because of my VA, Thing. I will be flying to Iowa, and from Iowa I'll have to rent a car and go to Nebraska, and from Nebraska I'll fly back to Ohio, all visiting VAs and working on the VA side of the issues.
0: You talk about your district, and of course it is a much larger geographic district, or soon to be. I suppose Mary Miller is mm-hmm. still representing it technically, but have you made it to all uh, corners of your new district I, I yet? Have,
1: I have made it to every one of the, not only the new district but my old district we have made it to all 34 of the counties except one and there is a very small rural county up in the north and east that uh, i'm going to still have to get to and and sit down with the the local officials there and you know the, the population base of the the majority the area that i picked up it's just not real big effingham is the largest town but re- remember that effingham in the, my whole new district uh is the eighth largest town our city, and the first seven were in my old district. So the population base, I inherited a lot of land mass with the new district, but not a lot of population. And so it's very, very rural area, great people, farm people, really uh, some wonderful, wonderful communities. And and they're just, well, just, just hometown communities that fit the district very, very well.
0: I want to talk about a couple of pieces of legislation that have passed recently that you've uh, sure. been behind. One is the uh, truck parking bill. The other is the toxic exposure bill. Talk about where right. those are.
1: Well, the the, uh, the truck parking bill right now is waiting to be called on the floor. We got it out of committee, uh, the committee chairman who is the outgoing chairman, Uh, even if we don't take the majority, I think we're going to be taking the majority, but he'd be the outgoing chairman. Anyway, he is actually not running, but but, uh, DeFazio, he actually uh, came in support of the bill uh, so it is a bipartisan bill, not only uh, bipartisan as members go, but also as far as leadership is concerned. So we hope to move that on the floor very, very quickly. And understand this: that truck parking bill has been something that the that uh, Department of Transportation has done studies and has claimed that you know we have this problem, and they've had that problem since the early two thousands. And so it's a long time coming. It is safety for both drivers and for uh, other motorists, and it's important, and it goes through the states and allows the states to then make that investment into to providing more truck
0: parking. And the bill essentially is going to appropriate existing funds so that you're not going to see right. these truck drivers on exit ramps and other that places correct. that are not uh, ideal.
1: That is correct. It is It is by moving them back into uh, trucking air parking areas that like the rest areas are similar to rest areas and off the shoulders uh, and the uh, off, off ramps are, are on ramps. Um, and, and it is a real problem. It's a danger uh, because uh, not only for the drivers, but also for uh, other non-commercial drivers that might be, whether they're maybe make a mistake and look at down on their cell phone or, are they they're get tired, you know, less obstacles you can have for them to hit the better.
0: Certainly so, and the uh, toxic exposure bill is one we've yeah. talked about many times. Uh, it is it's being sent to the president's desk. Is no, this right? No, no. It was.
1: It, it was. It was signed last week. Um, it was signed last week. The president uh, signed it into law. I think last Wednesday, and it is now law. Now it is has to be started uh, to be implemented. What we have is is any post nine eleven veteran they can receive their medical treatment at the va they can still apply for the other benefits if science proves out that they were exposed but this allows them the opportunity to have the benefits necessary to deal with their cancers to deal with anything that might be considered a cause or a that that, there's a term that they use but basically If it is relate, if if it is automatically presumed, it's a presumption, presumed that this particular diagnosis, whether it is a certain type of cancer or whether it's hypertension or whether it's uh, other things, presumption is is that you were exposed at some time during your military career that would have caused that. Therefore, you'll be receiving treatment and then they'll still have to rate a disability and everything like that. But at least you can start getting your medical treatment right away.
0: United States Congressman Mike Bost joining us today. Uh, it is the one-year anniversary of the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan that, of course, didn't go very well. Um, has there been any continued uh, fallout or repercussions mm-hmm. from that?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you that there are certain groups out there that are groups, uh, there's a group of veterans that are considered we will not forget. And it has been, you know, as you said, since Kabul fell, to the Taliban, and because of a, a, a terrible withdrawal, uh, you, I think you and I talked, and I made the statement at that time that any private in any branch or E1 in any branch of service would have been able to do a withdrawal better than that. And not only did it did we abandon 600 American citizens and our allies, the president also left billions of dollars of American military equipment behind to fall into ta- in the hands of the Taliban. Where we're having to replace that now, and that costs us, like I said, billions of dollars. And 13 American service members were killed because of the way it was handled. You know, terrorists around the world, they've, they've been emboldened by our pulling out. We still know for a fact that they are using it as a forming stage for all terrorists around the nation. And the reason being, we know that is, is they had to hit the head leader that was setting, living in a, uh, in a condo right there in, 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 where we could take them out, but the thing is you take one out and, and, and they will continue to form up so we need to make sure that we press for answers to find out who and why and how was that such a crazy decision made that cost us a bit American lives, not counting American dollars and not counting losing our ability to have a forward air base to deal with China and Russia. So that, there, there were many things we lost with
0: it. I want to turn our attention now to this uh, $739 billion spending bill, this uh, made uh-huh. possible by uh, Senator Manchin of West Virginia. Uh-huh. Is there anything good in this bill?
1: Mm, no, not really. Uh, let me, let's just look over it. You know, Biden and, and the liberals, you know, they, they, they want to do anything they can to pass the Green New Deal. And that's basically what it is. It's a pile of, of the stuff that's in the Green New Deal. And it's a spending spree that, that they're doing right in the middle of the highest inflation in 40 years, which will only uh, exacerbate the inflation problem. They've been told this by experts as far as e- economic experts. But not only that, when a when time when we've watched the weaponization of different agencies, when we need our borders secure when we need to make sure our policing agencies, our are, 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 are police are funded, but no, 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 we're gonna hire 87,000 new agents at the IRS, which means 1 million new adults of, uh, audits of people making $200,000 or less. They say, oh, no, no, we, 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 won't, we won't audit anybody with less than $400,000. Then you can't justify hiring 87,000 new agents. They will be any other agency besides the department of defense and the va you can take those agencies put any three together and you'll not be able to put even reach the amount of employees they're talking about hiring for the irs 15 percent minimum tax on all book income now let me explain that okay so Right now when you are in business and you keep your books, you can with, you, you take and, and take your deductions and you calculate that and you take everything away and, and everything like that. and then you pay based on profits. No no, 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 this now says that as a minimum, you're going to have a 15% tax on everything you report.
0: You know, this reminds me of the gross receipts tax that Governor Blagojevich tried to float years ago in Illinois. That's
1: exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And and a minimum of 15 percent. And then you go back and redo your other calculations and then pay the rest. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be drug price controls on this that will kill the development about so what we can calculate about 342 life-saving drugs uh, and cures that are out there right now that we're trying to work on. This is going to kill the, the, the research on them. Um, it puts $27 billion in a slush fund that the National Climate Bank can dole out or and, and put it into pet projects they might have so they can push their Green New Deal. $396 billion for green special interest without guard, guardrails to ensure that funding doesn't go towards Chinese companies. I mean, th- th- this one. So you, everybody out there that's listening has watched their – uh, utility bill, uh, when they get get it, it's doubled. Well, that's because of the problems that, or that's because of the language that was put in, in language in, in the state of Illinois. But also in that bill is your natural gas bill. Well, there's a natural gas tax now. And this is a federal national gas tax, which means that's going to be passed on on top of your utility bill besides what it is that you're already paying in, in, in Illinois here whenever your bill is, is doubled. $500 million in slush fund for the Biden administration to use for Defense Production Act to carry out their own radical climate agenda uh, in the name of, of national emergencies. Then $500 million in uh, Department of Human Services to carry out sustainable and environmental programs instead of securing the border or enforcing an immigration law. $3 billion for a new fleet of electric postal trucks. Okay, we don't have... You can actually go to other countries right now that have decided to take and use electric vehicles, and you'll find their electric vehicles are all parked along the way because they wear out, and when they wear out, they can't afford to replace them, and they're not up to par yet. Can you imagine having the electric fleet out in the rural areas? Maybe it works in the cities. I don't know, but it sure ain't going to work in the rural areas. So these are the type of things that are out there with this. It's a crazy bill. My hope is is that the Republicans take the majority next year. What we can do, as far as the IR, we can stop a lot of this. We can stop a lot of it by remember we control the purse strings. So all we got to do, uh, as far as the IRS, is we take the majority before they get them hired. Guess what? If you cut their, bun- their budget back to the, to the level that we we will control, then they can't hire them. That's that's our good. That's our hope.
0: And. Everybody says this is going to be a red wave this November, and Republicans are going to pick up a lot of seats. But uh, do you think that's really what's going to happen?
1: I I think that we will definitely take the majority. Now, the question is, we can leave nothing to chance. Now, I'm helping around the nation with different places where i can with my position as the va that's why I'm, i not only am i traveling around doing the work that i have to do because of the va i also will go to a lot of the districts and we'll do ground tables and other things and so you've got to make sure that you have a message out there and we do have a message out there right now if you look at the uh congressional republican campaign site and also just the the regular work site we have an agenda similar to the contract with america that, was, uh, that has been drafted together with the input of all of us on what we want to see, everything from securing the border to bringing inflation down, to bringing fuel prices down, to try to return to the, the policies post Biden. And, and by doing that, making things better for the United States as a whole, also working on issues of dealing with national security and also making sure that we're funding our police departments. These are the type of things that we are making the commitment to do. If we continue to do that, Will, I think that you're going to see a tremendous spread wave if we keep our eye on the ball and not just say, hey, we wanna be we want you to replace the Democrats with the Republicans because the Democrats are bad. No, we've got to have an agenda. We've got that agenda out there, and yes, the answer is we're we're gonna try to pick up as many seats as possible. But remember, we saved and won a lot of seats two years ago, and so there's a lot of seats to be had, but not as many as was, and so we'll measure the wave and see how it is on the day after the election.
0: Now, I know that you're a member of what's being called the Main Street Partnership. Is that the group you're talking about that's put together these planks in the platform?
1: No, Main Street has their own things that they they cover, which includes some of the same things that, that But this is this is the Republican agenda set forth by Kevin McCarthy. Actually, it's set forth by the entire Republican conference because we we had like 26 working groups that worked on all the issues that we knew needed to be worked on. And then that's how we put our agenda together. And that's what that's what I was talking about. Now, Main Street has an agenda as well. Understand this. Main Street deals with just what it describes. Main Street agendas, the organization of Main Street I'm on the board of that. I'm, I'm uh, uh, the vice chairman. And what we have on that agenda uh, is those Main Street issues of sensible taxation so that the frontline businesses can work and prosper. And also the the border is still an issue with that group, as well as issues dealing with encouraging people to be involved and keeping government Entities away from school boards and allow locals to have their local control without interference from the federal government.
0: United States Congressman Mike Bost with us today. Uh, Congressman, anything else on the horizon that you think is worth mentioning that we haven't talked about?
1: Well, one thing we didn't talk about, and it's something that's going to have a lot of investigation, and that is where the FBI has went into a former president's home, seized things that they should have not seized and have not been open about why or how or have, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the judge rules uh, as far as uh, uh, opening uh, exactly what that search warrant and what the, what the grounds were for the search warrant. Um, look, they seized our former president's uh, uh, passport. They seized all kinds of stuff. that had to be returned to him. Uh, they did not allow it, his attorneys to be present in a case where all they had to do was ask for stuff and it would have been delivered to them. You know, we, we, if, if we can't the, – the bad thing is is when the FBI does something like this, the FBI used to be one of the most trusted agencies out there. Once you use it as a weapon against your political opponents, it is a bad um, – it, it, it ruins the trust that you have in major – Um, agencies that you've trusted for years and so you know when we take the majority there's going to be a tremendous amount of oversight on that uh the american people deserve it and um you know it it, it, it's not just going to fall by the wayside this is ridiculous
0: well and i interviewed alan dershowitz yesterday and he's a liberal icon or used to be and he says the same thing uh it just sure seems like this was a a big political show, sort of like whatever Geraldo Opedal Capone safe, there was nothing <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, yeah, there's nothing,
1: there, there was nothing there except for the show so that they would think that the media that leans against Trump would be uh, able to use this out there and then the person that hates Trump just hates Trump more, and the people who support Trump or don't trust the government are, are, are having it all backed up in their own mind that, yes, these agencies are, the deep state exists.
0: U.S. Congressman Mike Mike Bost with us today. Uh, Congressman, thanks for the time.
1: Thank you very much. We'll appreciate it.